tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! You guys. Oh my god. Literally. Oh, I'm like, I'm speechless after after this episode tonight. Paul, guys, thank you for joining us here at AfterBuzz TV for the Dominion After Show. I am so excited. Thank you. I'm your host, Zach Wilson, joined by the fantastic Jackie Borowski. Holla, holla. Oh, guys, we're going to get into, this is going to be a big episode, not just because of the epicness that was tonight's penultimate season two uh, episode. Amazing. But we're also going to talk about, um, first of all, let's, well, we're going to talk about episode 211 as well because we, we missed the, the normal tape time this week due to these fantastic new studios. Keep that epic music rolling <laughs> for our epic studios! Although Sorry. probably to the viewers, it looks just like the old studios yeah. because they're getting like an 8 by 10 shot of yeah. it. Yeah, well, if but you they try, look good. cut to that wide shot, Steven, and uh, you can see, look at these digs. Yeah. Look at these digs. Afterbus! <laughs> <laughs> and it fades out. <laughs> That was beautiful. Oh, that was awesome. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, as I said, I'm Zach Wilson. You can tweet at me throughout the night, throughout the week, at that Zach Wilson. Jackie, where can people find you? At 123Jackie underscore B. Uh, I've got my eye on the Twitter, but I'm mainly going to be looking at the live chat. Thank you guys for joining us at this uh, off time. As I said, with the new studio, we weren't able to tape on Monday. So, since we had to tape on Thursday, I figured, let's talk about tonight's episode, too. Whew. Okay. We're not going to talk about 212 yet. There's so many things I want to say about it, though. I know, I know. <sighs> but let's let's start with uh, episode uh, 211, mm-hmm. which uh, opens with chaos. I wrote, "Chaos is happening." I wrote, "Whoa, <laughs> suicide fight!" Blam, blam, blam. <laughs> everyone is dead. I think that's pretty much it. That yeah, is what I mean, happened when it, the episode opened. Because we left to we left the episode before with the amphora just dropping right on uh, on the city, and basically what this episode was was just it was everyone facing their worst nightmares yes. come to life. It's everyone's personal hell. Yeah. I think my, um, not that anyone should ever have a favorite personal hell, but um, <laughs> my favorite one to watch was the one where Arika is in the rose position. Yes. And I thought that, to me, was so psychologically interesting because we as viewers thought what she did to Rose was so terrible. So it's it's so fascinating to see that turned on its head and see her feel like, oh, crap, this is really shitty what I did. I mean, it was interesting that for a lot of these people, the darkness also brought forth it made them deal with their issues as yes. well and i think that that speaks to the, this interesting combination of you like take the the darkness it was a thing created and amphora was created by god and i thought that um, 
There, we're getting a little bit. I had a playback in my ear. Yeah. It was weird. Um, we're getting, um, oh, so okay, that's what I was saying. God created the amphora. Mm-hmm. And what would basically, um, so it, it brings about the the darkest parts of you. But right. it's created by God. So in theory, it also has another facet to it, to not just bring out the evil but to show you your evil mm-hmm. and make you confront the darkest parts of who you are face to face. Yes. Not just kill everyone, but to show them what they've done wrong in their life, what they can do better. I I guess um, going along with that idea, if these are everyone's darkest fears, it's interesting that Claire's vision was of her baby that she never got to have. Yeah. So, um, I wonder what that says about her, where you would think that if she got to see her baby, she would be so excited, which she was, but then when she, it actually turned out when she came back, it was more like bittersweet, because she saw a glimpse of something she can't have. Yeah, I guess it was it was different for her, because her darkest moment was something that had been taken away. Right. Um, so, and maybe because she was with Alex in that vision, I, because I am officially an Alex and Noma shipper, um, I choose to see this as Alex and um, Claire are not actually very good for each other. And maybe that's what her vision meant, that that they shouldn't be together. Interesting, because this is where we disagree, because I'm a Calix shipper. Um, I, I just... For me, like they, they're they have a stronger connection. Um, then I've never really felt the out. I I get I feel Noma's like thing for Alex. I don't feel the Alex for Noma love. I think what I like is when two characters have a history, and I really liked with um, Claire and Gates how they had that history between them, and yes. then it developed into something. Same thing with Noma and Alex, where I was thinking in, in this episode, because Alex was essentially like a little kid when the, when they did the flashbacks in the 212 episode, I was like, oh, it must be weird for for Noma to be like seeing him as a kid and then seeing him <laughs> years later and be like, I've fallen in love with you. I'm like, oh, this is happening a little twilighty. Little Twilighty feelings yeah. right there, where you fall in love with the baby. You fall in love with the baby. <laughs> you know, we've all been there. Um, but so with Claire, uh, like she got her perfect world, and then had but it, it was fall weird apart. because she was. Um, it was starting to fall apart as it was in the vision because she. Um, when she woke up, yes, the baby was gone and it was all falling apart. But she was also having those like weird blood visions while she was in the dream, while she was in that dream state. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that points to maybe her, even though she wanted this baby, like her hesitations or reservations about motherhood and her position or something like that. I mean, maybe I think it was. This is the darkness doing its work to show her. The thing that she abandoned mm-hmm. in a way that she but see, it's or not like the fault. It's not. I mean, it's. I, I guess it's tough because Claire 
hasn't had a lot of darkness in her until very recently. She was a very good. She's a very good person. Like even though she was perceived as keeping the V ones down, she wanted to make it better. Right. She was trying to make it better. She has she was a very, very noble intention. She was a religious person, um, and it was only after losing her child that. So I think her <clears throat> her vision was more about giving her what she had wanted and then taking slowly like her realizing that she was losing it that she didn't have yeah. it um and then she keeps seeing the blood like the blood on her arm is that constant reminder that it's not real right um and i think that's what her what it was for her um but let's keep talking about arica 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 oh yes because um, that yeah that was the most like phenomenal one because it was awesome. We got to see Rose again, who we like, and we got to see Rose in a different type of position. And we got to see pieces of that whole drama that we hadn't seen before. Like mm-hmm. the first time that Claire and Erika are introduced to Rose. Yes. Or that Claire's introduced to Rose, at least. I mean, for me, that was the most psychologically fascinating, where she has she has it turned on her, and it's... It's interesting when you're watching it as a viewer because you're seeing somebody treat this person like an eight ball when they clearly don't look like an eight ball. So you're kind of thinking that's just a crappy way to treat someone in general. Yeah. You know? And that's the thing is that she had to, it had, by putting her in that position, she now had to realize that the, the eight balls, some of them at least, are people. Right. Like they are, those are souls. Right. They might have, possessed another soul and that's sort of the the problem but i don't think they're all bad i mean we learned Mm -hmm. that with clementine it's like Mm -hmm. not all of them are out to like kill and destroy people some of them are just trying to find a body and make a living just like any of the classes of angels they are they're just they they have good they're good and evil and there are mick their balances of the two i also find it interesting that we found out that um arika's um, mother was bipolar, and she, mm. um, she, I guess, went crazy, and Arika's afraid of becoming like her mother, which I think is a very real fear because um, mental problems like that are hereditary. And so it's it's a very real fear to to think, oh my gosh, um, am I what am I, I s- what like am I going to become this way? What if I snap one day, right? And this becomes my life. What, right. Or what if, um, I want, what if my actions are not totally in my control? I think, and that's the other thing about um, there's a real real terror of. Um, with mental problems when you lose your mind because you don't, in in a lot of respects, you don't really have control over that. If you're bipolar, you're bipolar. That's yeah. just, you just are that way. If you have anxiety, you have anxiety. And yes, there are certain triggers that make symptoms worse or symptoms better, but it, what can you do? I mean, if you have it, you have it. And so I think that's that's probably what scared her too. It's like seeing her mom in in this way that her mom really can't help it. You know, and um, 
And she probably has these fears where, okay, I'm this leader of the city, but, like, what if this happens to me? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough. It, I mean, it's it, now we get a little bit more into her, and I like that she came out of this seemingly a better person. Yes. And we'll get into that more when we get yes. to episode 212. Um, and Alex, because uh, he is the chosen one, he has no darkness inside yeah. of him. Yep. Um, Alex really is a sweet guy, but he also is very much still a doofus. He is. He is he's like, like we he's sort of like the family dog. He's been so busy this year <laughs> that we sort of forgot. Like, yeah, he's kind of he's just kind of a doofy dude. Yeah, like, he he runs around. He's just like he really is like the family golden retriever. You're like you're so cute and you're so sweet and you're so pure of heart, but you step on the furniture and you weigh two hundred pounds and you sit on my lap while I'm trying to watch TV. Yes, <laughs> you make a mess of everything. <laughs> Everybody loves you, right? Exactly. And you're really excitable all the time, but I need you to take a step back. <laughs> exactly. um, let's talk about uh, William. William Wheel had the weirdest one. Oh my gosh! By far, he was in this like weird Mad Max like Cage style circus. Situation. Like yes. I just thought of it as a Mad Max circus. Right. Like he's in this like holding pen with like hay and like all this stuff. And it then, was the you suck circus because everybody kept yeah. telling him how much he sucked. And then Gabriel shows up with like the ha- some insane hairdo. That was I think my favorite part of his uh of his dark vision. <laughs> Was Gabriel's hair? Do you think that that's so? By the end of it, we're, we we assume that that is what really happened—that he was basically captured and tortured and potentially right, even and raped it, by a, a bunch of right, eight balls and caused him to go absolutely bonkers. And um, it's interesting because he he kind of had to mentally put himself in a place where, in order to be okay with what happened to him. He decides, okay, I'm the savior. Like, mentally, he put himself in this position to, with, because if that happened to anybody, they would be so depressed. And so instead of him just saying, okay, like I should end my life right now because I feel so terrible, he says, no, well, I'm going to say I'm the savior because I have these things, they're markings. They're not wounds, they're markings. I think he's basically decided, like, it's a similar, he decided that his story has, it, for such a terrible thing to happen to him, it has to be like the story of Jesus, where he's put through the worst things, like betrayed by the person closest to him. He makes that analogy with David a few episodes ago, and then goes through some of like the most horrific torture that someone can endure, comes and lives through it. He's like, if, if I'm here, if that happened to me, I must be a savior because why else would God do that to me? Right. And I, I like, I think they strategically chose um, the people who were coming to see him. You have Gabriel, who he worshipped. You have his dad. You have Claire, who he was married to. And then you have Alex, who is basically telling him, no, I'm the chosen one. You're not. Yeah, deal, deal with it, bro. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, David Wheel, Big Wheel faced the basically the monster inside him on the outside yes um because he is david wheel is a monster yeah very much so yeah he murders a lot of people don't forget season one he killed a little girl because like he really is uh in in 212 they call him a cockroach um, Claire yeah. calls him a cockroach, and I, and I was thinking that's just the perfect thing for him because 
you keep trying. He never dies. There are so many opportunities for him to die, but he just keeps surviving. And um, he is, I mean, to his weird credit, he has survival in the forefront of his mind. He's like, I have to do everything I can to survive. So he has that in the forefront of his mind. Yeah. Um, And that's, those are the big, oh, oh, Michael. Almost forgot Michael. Michael has some, and this is where it gets interesting because the darkness is not supposed to affect angels. Well, it's supposed, I thought it was supposed to affect them slower than everybody else. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Because it does, like, Michael does start to see repeatedly Alex getting killed or hurt in some way or betrayed by Noma. Noma thinks she has to kill herself. Well, Noma sees her wings. Yeah. And that, to me, was so sad because it's, for her, she lost a piece of herself and I could see... I could see why she would want to take the urn and just keep it and say, I can't go back to the normal world because in this world I have my I have my wings. Yeah, I, I wonder if that's because she got really close, right up close to the amphora, if that's sort of its like defense mechanism, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like a computer, like if you think of it like an intelligent, a thinking thing, like a, a comp- uh, an AI computer. Right. It, or if it has just a soul, it is defending itself by like, offering her effectively not really yeah. offering her because it can't but showing her a way that she can what she wants what she wants more than anything right is her wings back right um she lost her identity by losing her wings and it's rough and then alex saves her in the end which i yeah. thought i thought that was really sweet yeah sweet alex gnomes moment yeah um do you have anything else i mean at, like there's 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 some Not stuff there, episode. but I want to talk about oh my this week's episode. Oh my gosh! Oh. So crazy! What an epic opening! What an epic opening! Yeah, there was. Um, I wrote, "Holy crap! Good fight!" That yeah, fight, this, the whole episode was just filmed so well, and it had these beautiful shots of the two brothers together, and it had. I love the that it was. The way it was uh, colored, it was almost black and white, where you had these like. Really light lights shining in between them. Yeah. It, th- that scene, like, which, when they drop in, I'm like, is that like a Vegas bathhouse or something? Because <laughs> what is that space? Maybe it's uh, part of Caesar's Palace. Yeah, maybe. But it looked like a bathhouse. I'm <laughs> like, this is weird. Um, but it was it was a great fight scene. And I love the dialogue that comes mm-hmm. from them. And not just because they're talking about Lucifer. And yeah. I'm really excited about that. I am. But everything, just everything that they're talking about in that, like, let's talk about the flashback. Yeah. Because that sets up most of the conversation here. What? So the flashback is 2016, which is next year, next Christmas, um, in Texas. And I actually love the opening of the flashback where it's just the two brothers at a bar having a conversation. And this is consistent with what Vaughn's told us, with what Sean and Alyssa have told us, um, that they're focusing on these people as a family. Mm-hmm. And so they film the scene as if their dad left and he's gone and they're sad and they're in this bar. They're like, dad, dad abandoned us, you guys. I need a drink. <laughs> but he left us some presents. And then, <laughs> and then shit starts to get real and you're like, oh, he left them some pretty epic presents. And you see that, you see that moment 
where Michael um, and Gabriel disagree over what the presents mean or what they should do with them. Yeah, so we got... I, I don't remember if we knew this before... That I think those who read, uh, who read the um, revelations, the revelations would know, but I'm not sure if they actually said it on the show. Yeah, because I know it's in the revelations that that Raphael got the prophecy. Right. Um, that was the thing I wasn't sure about, but we knew that uh, Gabe, uh, Michael had gotten the markings. Mm-hmm. Um, Uriel had gotten the uh, the book. The uh, I'm blanking on that. What it's called? Uh, either way, uh, Michael had gotten the. Uh, I said Michael got the markings, um, and then uh, Gabriel. I don't think we 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 knew that he had gotten the, this power to control the eight balls. We didn't know that he had been given the apoc- the yeah, apocalypse the in a jar. Yes, the available seal. at your local Kmart. Because uh, when um, you break, apparently, when um, I think this is actually like. New Testament stuff. When you break the seventh seal, that's when the apocalypse starts. Yeah, so. if if you yeah if you look at revelations from a week ago, they they went through the seven um, wraths or the seven uh, plagues, um, and it, yeah, when you I mean that's what it what happens. Like you've got the apocalypse in a bottle, um, and he lose. It, Gabriel makes a decision. Like, on the spot, basically. Gabriel makes... I, I feel like because Gabriel is such an emotional being, Michael, to me, is more of an intellectual where um, he reasons things out. And Gabriel, he... We can see where back in the day he had such emotions towards loving humans, and now he has such emotions towards hating them that he makes all these rash decisions. Yeah. I was like, step away from the bar. Don't make that decision right there. Don't do that. Think it over, man. Think it over. The apocalypse can come tomorrow if you make that choice. But we find out Noma's a double agent. At the time. That's yeah. re- very interesting twist. Like, could she still be? Well, no, because she's in love with Alex and she's protecting him because she's in love with him. But I find it very interesting that to begin with, she was originally trying to divert Michael from finding Alex. The Apocrypha. Apocrypha. The Apocrypha is what it was called. Thank you, Azareth. Um, I, I don't know. It's so, like, I haven't had time to... to and then part of that. me was thinking maybe she's... Um, I don't know what they call... They. I mean, these are... They have real people like this where you're not a double agent, but you're kind of like... A double-double agent? Triple agent. Triple agent, that's what it's called. Um, Where she could be pretending to work for Gabriel but still working for Michael. Hmm. I feel like that could also be the situation as well. It could be. Um, It would be a very interesting twist if she's working for Gabriel, though, through all of this. She did help Alex escape. From the airy. Yeah, but right... I mean, she's in love with him. Yeah. She lost her wings for Alex. That's very true. She is in love with him. Like, there's no question in my mind that her job is to protect Alex, whether it's for somebody else or whatever, for herself. That's her job to protect Alex. 
in this episode... And I love that moment between the two girls where she's basically like, you have to promise to... Uh, again, it's like two people being like, you have to make sure this puppy doesn't get hurt in this situation. Yeah. This, this puppy. Please look after my puppy. Right. I have to go wage war on eight balls. Uh, he's very important. His The patterns in his fur are very meaningful to me. I know. We both love him, but we should both take care of him. I call him Chosen. <laughs> chosen the puppy. Um, but before before we get into those guys, um, let's, let's just finish up with uh, Gabriel and Michael. Because the bar scene was great. I loved it. I loved, like, seeing, again, like, the world, like, as it devolves into chaos. Right. As, like, the soul, we get to see a little bit more of that. Um, but then they they talk about Lucifer. Yes. Potentially being alive in yes. Mallory. And Gabriel doesn't believe them. Because, uh, so we got the clarification that God tasked the four of them, the two sets of twins, with killing Lucifer. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling, this is going back to a prediction that I had had earlier um, in the season, that I think that they killed Lucifer's body, Mm -hmm. and as far as they were concerned, that was him dead. Right. But they kept, but God kept, like, just cast his soul into oblivion, or whatever, Mm -hmm. the outer sphere, if you will, and this is, the fire is Lucifer's way back in. Yeah. The part that I found most interesting, and like it sort of hints at what we're going to get from Lucifer from Lucifer storyline, is they say um, that they're talking about the family again. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's a great analogy that this is a family. It was all like you broke our family apart, and then the response: it was already broken by another, the archangel who chose humanity first, long before I did. So the idea that Lucifer, this what this basically implies that Lucifer fell from heaven because he sided with humanity against God's mm-hmm. wishes. That there there certainly takes the, the there's versions of the story that take that that like he that Lucifer wanted to defend humans against Old Testament style God's right. wrath, and he and then that's the reason for the fall. That would be a very interesting take. I find take. that so fascinating. Yes. Yeah, that like what we consider the epitome of evil was on our side, right? What do you think that would do for the show? For like the dynamics between like if he came back, if he got back to full strength, let's say, does that put him on Michael and Alex's side, or is there a third option now? I feel like it's a third option, or like what might happen is. Similar to what happened with Julian, where you have the two brothers teaming up again to to square off against Lucifer because they decide, okay, like we have to be on the same side right now. What if it's that Lucifer wants to kill Alex, but in his from his perspective, it's for the benefit of mankind? Because if Lucifer's vision on god's earth is that god was hateful towards his his creations and that he didn't treat people right for whatever reasons then by god's now out of the picture if alex is the key to bring god back lucifer wants to wipe him out wipe the other archangels out and then rebuild the world as he sees it should be fit which is effectively what mallory would be 
I I don't see Lucifer as wanting to destroy Alex though, because we have this scene between the brothers where um, Michael reaffirms that he has to be there to guide Alex because Alex can be a tool used one way or the other. And I think that possibly Lucifer wants to take Alex so that he can be his mentor and use him for his purposes. Yeah. You're not going to like this comparison, though. Uh, Ren Einsberg in the, in the chat says, Lucifer is like Moloch. He just needs energy. <laughs> better crossover than Bones. Yes. Still um. a better crossover than Bones. <laughs> um, but that Sailor could... Moon would have been a better crossover than Bones, but that's um, beside the point. But I think... <laughs> but I think that that stands to reason that, like, it's what does Lucifer need? That's what we don't yes. know yet. We don't know what Lucifer needs. Does he need a body? Maybe Alex is the the only body that he can take over. Oh I, I'm so sad, though, that, that uh, I mean, um, what's his face? Michael? Not Michael. David's son. William. 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 Little Wheel. Little Wheel. I'm so bummed that he died. Not because, I mean, yes, he was crazy and he was going to destroy everyone in the city. And so, therefore, of course, he had to be destroyed. But I am bummed that he didn't become, like, the new body of Lucifer. Just because I really like that actor. I think he does yeah. a good job. It's too, yeah, it's it's sad to see him go. Like, we, we, we thought we were losing him this season. Then he came back. And he has done brilliant work. Yes. Um... But it was a good, a good. Let, let's talk about the wheels. Okay. Um, while we're here, David um, is a cockroach. He has died. He should have died fifty thousand times over. Although you know, it's interesting. There are so many scenes where I'm like shouting at my TV, "Just kill David! Just kill David! It'll make your problems better. Just kill him! Just kill him! Just kill him!" And I've said that so many times in so many situations he's gotten into and gotten out of. But in this particular instance, when Claire is standing in front of him and wants to shoot him and he tells her the whole um, the whole backstory where he's talking about how his kids, die, his whole family died at the beginning and then um, he lost William and that was like his only hope and now he has no hope. And she's basically like, it's not even worth it. And to me, I was like... She is the only person so far that I have totally agreed with as far as not killing David because she's basically like, you're so pathetic and depressing. Just live with your pathetic depressingness. Yeah. Plus, she, I mean, I guess um, she already killed Zoe, Gur, but... Um, I think she feels sorry for him. Yeah. In this moment. I do and, think she feels and, sorry and for him. And she does, and she recognizes it as mm -hmm. he's, like, pleading and, like... Uh, preparing to die basically he yeah. is atoning in a way yeah and then but she feels so sorry for him that she can't do it yeah and so she's i i hate she's like i hate you because you've made killing you unset like she's like i can't kill you now and yeah and he does and again this is like this was the moment where i was like this is the only moment i can see where i'm like yes this person should not have killed david where she realizes she needs him he said, I made, I made, um, when I lost my family, I made rebuilding Vega my, my basically only mission. That was what I poured all my love into. And so she knew at that moment that what David's gonna do is, 
help her defend the city and she yeah. needs him and she because there's no one left yes. the entire war room is covered in bodies except for jimmy who i called bloody face until he had a name bloody face i was like oh bloody face he's helping everybody out i did love him and wheel like playing dominion the video game yes like i was like i want that game on my ipad like that looks like fun he's like just he press the point with your with this thing and press the red button and it's just like little figures on a screen they're just like yeah this is fun when william I'm really sad that bloody face died though because now they have no comms person yeah i mean they don't have much of a comms anywhere anymore well, after, yeah. Will, after william got to william it william destroyed it with a pipe um, and david Ugh, he's so timely on preventing his own death, but he couldn't have shot his son a little bit earlier so that he didn't push the open the gate button. Yeah. Jeez. Like, if you're gonna crack your son in the back with a lead pipe, do it, like... Do it sooner rather than later. Yeah, don't do it after he... Like, both times he did it, he react. It was, like, reacted. Instead of killing him and hitting him, like, before he does the thing you're killing him for, or hitting right. him for, he's like, I'm not gonna let you do it again. All right, you're down. I'm going to let you... Let's talk this out. Right. No, you did it again. <laughs> now you die. Um, I when, he, when, when William walked in and shot him, I thought for a moment that, like, they were going to, like, hash it out, and then mm-hmm. they were going to have a father-son bonding moment, playing a video game, <laughs> killing a bunch of eight balls. Like, I was, like, picturing that it's totally different, and this was a way better direction. But right. it would have been really funny to see that. I did, though. I did appreciate, though, that, that moment... Where you see that David really does love William and he's holding him in his arms and William's like crying. I thought I thought that was a beautiful moment between both of the actors. Yeah, it was it was beautiful. It, it was a very good scene. It was a very good. It was really scene. powerful. Yeah. Um, the big other like dynamic in this episode, we talked a little bit about it, but let's get in. Like, I want to talk about the the, the triangle. It's no longer a rhombus. The love rhombus is dead. Um, oh, love rhombus. But we absolutely have a love triangle going on here. And yes. it gets through some very interesting steps in this episode. I am not... I, Noma needs to be watching her back after what happened in this episode. I What frustrates me with Claire is that... I understand that she she loved Alex, but then she developed this relationship with Gates. And as far as, like, timeline things, he died just, like, yesterday. And now she's already moving on to be like, huh, well, my current guy died, so I think I'm just going to go back to Alex. And it's like, you don't get to do that. To, I think you're mostly right on that. The only thing that I'll say to defend her is that she did just go through this traumatic, like, alternate universe vision where Mm. she had her baby and was in a happy relationship with Alex. Right. And like, so to come out of that dream world that felt real and everyone is like deeply, deeply affected by their visions that they had. Right. Um, Arika is a totally different person on the other side of it. Uh, David is a totally different person on the other side of it. So I, I, think it's reasonable for her to suddenly be looking at her relationships very differently yes i think it makes sense um that said we do get there is a definite like noma clearly like 
She, she said she, she loves him. She, well, she, she said she loves him in this episode, which she hasn't said before. Is that the first time? Yeah. All right. I mean, fans, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought that was the first time she said she loves him. I, I mean, that's a big deal. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she's traveled the earth, like the, like the scope of like the world that they have just for him. Right. Um, I think I think he knew. Of course. Um, but it was it was the moment where she tells Claire to look out for him. Mm-hmm. Was that before? Was that before or after uh, Alex and Claire had their little like flower chat? I think that was after they had their flower chat. Yeah, because I mean, for me again, because I'm a an Alex and Claire shipper, I. No, that was before they had their flower chat. That's what because they had their flower chat at the gates when the eight balls were trying yes, to come in. Yeah, sorry, but they but there was a little bit of she could sort of see that they had a little bit of a good dynamic before then. Yeah, because they did they played off of each other. They like knew what the other person was thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of for me that's the difference in their relationships is that Alex and Claire have a good rapport. I don't feel that from Alex and Noma. Like I get that Noma sacrificed. Everything has sacrificed everything for Alex. I feel and like I can that. Totally, they're, like, they're best buddies. It doesn't feel like a. It, they it, always say you should marry your best friend. Just gonna put that out there. <laughs> just gonna put that out there. It, I mean, it could just be that they're connecting to different parts of Alex, and maybe that's, that's true. the thing. Um, that's is true. that he, he could in different like? Here's the thing. I guess the war world version of Alex, him and Noma are great together. They are buddy cops on a mission to save the world from rogue angels. Mm-hmm. But in a peaceful world, Alex and Claire just like match up, and that that little banter about the about their trip to go see flowers. There was just more connection to me, at least in that moment, than I've seen from Alex to Noma. He hasn't expressed he hasn't expressed his love for her. Mm-hmm. To me, in a to my satisfaction, but he he fixed her wounded wings. But again, like you would do that for any friend, like and like you should do that for the person you love, obviously. But it doesn't. But it. But that's the thing. It was something. But that cute banter between Claire and Alex, like that's something that you don't have with everybody that you're even close with. That's something. It felt more intimate. I guess is for to me, and that's all opinion. Like that's what feels intimate to me. So mm-hmm. I'm curious what you guys think. Yes, Alex, let us know. Alex and Noma, or Alex and Claire. So wait, it's it would be Calix and Nalix. Now Calix or Nalix? You guys <laughs> tell us what you think. Hashtag ABTV Dominion. I will gather the numbers before yes. the finale next week. Hashtag ABTV Dominion so that I can find it. And just put one word, Calix or Nalix. Yes, I love it. <laughs> I do also love, you know, they have that scene where um, where the humans are walking up to them and they start handing out the guns and the girl goes, but I don't know how to use a gun. Then the black guy standing next to her says, yeah, I know how to use a gun. I was like, why you have to do that? <laughs> why couldn't the girl standing next to her say I knew how to use a gun? Why's it got to be him? Why you got to make him look like a criminal? I don't. Th- I, I thought he was like a soldier. Maybe not. 
None of them were soldiers. They oh, were people was, walking around in their street clothes. That's true. That was the sort of the point, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I was like, why Why has it got to be the African-American gentleman saying that? Way to be, Dominion. Way to be. Guys, I won't be able to track the, the hashtags in the chat roll. It has to be on Twitter yeah, so I can find it later. Yeah, it has to be on Twitter because we actually, once the chat roll closes, we can't read any of it. Yeah. Uh, so put it on Twitter. Um so anyway, enough of shipping discussions. <laughs> um, the army gets was it. huge like, it, and it, crazy I, and is just going to take over the city, so they have to evacuate. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we don't, I mean, I assume they're going to flee to either Mallory or Helena because there's I mean, no, the city's falling well, apart. Arika, this is the thing that we skipped over. Arika is... She went with Dr. Who'sy face. Dr. Eli. Yeah, and they're um, Queen Arika. Yes. And, and she takes she takes the little girl with her, which is a very nice moment. Yes. Um, and they're going back to Helena. I, I have to assume that the... that everyone else is going to wind up in Helena. Mm-hmm. I don't know where... I would love to go back to Mallory... We know Gabriel is going back. Like, yeah. in that moment at the very end, Gabriel, like, when he's like, well, if Lucifer's back, I guess we'll have to go see. Which, I want that scene so badly. I know! Um, I don't want this show, I don't want this season to end without that. I can't believe we only have one more episode. It's crazy. You guys, we have to read New Dominion so we can see the rest of the plot. We have to. <laughs> Hashtag Renew Dominion. Yes. Hashtag Renew Dominion all day. Yes. Oh. We have to be able to see Lucifer and where these plot lines go. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I haven't had a chance to read the revelations because it didn't come up until, like, after we sat down. Oh. But um, but it is focused on Lucifer. Um, and it, it says, um, uh, when he felt that... It, we were getting some confirmation on my theory before. When he felt that God was unfairly treating his own children, leaving them in darkness... It was Lucifer's love of humanity which drove him to abuse his power of creation. There you go. So, there you go. Yeah, I mean, Lucifer is, in this version, the first son of God. Yes. Um, the first angel that God creates. And it's sort of like, I wonder if it sort of fits the Adam and Eve mentality in a way of the, I created the first one, but it didn't go right. Are you saying that when so God created an Adam, he didn't go right, and so then he created a woman? No, I mean, like, he, <laughs> it, it's not a perfect just, analogy, because he, ca- he casts them out of Eden when they don't do at what he expected. That how They don't behave the way that God expected them to behave. Oh, Depending okay, on how you read yeah, that story, there's the a lot of different... The way I read that story is, God, why are you putting snakes in there and stuff people can't eat? Why would you do that? Why? Yeah. Um, it's. Why would you do that? Here's a tree. You can't eat from it, though. Don't put that in the garden, then. <laughs> Don't do that. Just keep it on the other side of right? the, like the fence. You know. <laughs> um, I mean, it would be interesting to see if they played with some of those older characters again. If we got a season three, yes. Huh. Um. What what I mean, so we're we've got let let's should we move into predictions? Yeah, yeah. Let's do let's officially move into predictions. And now 
your After Buzz TV predictions. Oh. Um, but yeah, so uh, just more stuff that I'm seeing in this in this thing. Lucifer was gifted the ability to create, to manifest matter and energy out of nothing. It was said that nothing and no one could imitate God, but none came closer than Lucifer. So Lucifer can create things. That's his power. That, like, each of them have sort of, like, a gift. Lucifer was granted. It was, like, sort of, like, God's, like, assistant. He's like, all right, help me, like, craft some creatures. And I guess Lucifer's first thing, I don't know, he's just like, I'm going to make a snake. <laughs> no, because the thing doesn't have any legs. How's it going to get around? Trust me on this, God. Trust me. It's I awesome. got it. It's awesome, guys. It's going to really like apples. <laughs> I, I just, um, I really hope we see Lucifer and... I hope we get to see Helena. Um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with the city because it seems they're outnumbered and they have no way to get their technology back online because Bloody Face is dead and their board is all mashed up. So yeah. I feel like the only best option they have, only best option, I feel like the best option they have is to get them to evacuate. Yeah, I mean, Gabriel and Michael have, gone. Mm-hmm. Gabriel flew away with Michael to go to Mallory to find if Lucifer's really there. Yeah. Um, meanwhile, Arika is leaving for Helena. If they can get to, if I, I honestly, prediction, like, not just because of what I'm, ship, who I'm shipping and all that, mm-hmm. it feels like Noma's about to die. Like, she's going to sacrifice herself because of her speech with to Claire about how you have to, if like, you have to look out for him. That just, I mean, maybe it's a fake out, but that just reads so heavy on Noma's going to die. And, like, she's, so she's making plans to see if, in case she dies, Claire, you need to watch out. Do you think, Noma or anyone else, do you think we're going to lose a character? We lost William. But, like, anyone else before? I don't actually think we're going to lose anyone in the finale. Unless it's, like, people in Mallory or something. I don't know. I don't really... I I feel like this was the episode to lose a character in. That makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, penultimate episodes in a lot of shows. More so shows that I think know they're coming back. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, like Game of Thrones, I've noticed this pattern. The penultimate episode is the big one. Right. And then they use that last episode to start, like... Pointing you either to the next calm season. down, like, cool down, like, finish out storylines, mm-hmm. and then tease what's coming. Right. Dominion, we still don't know. Right, if it's been um, renewed. I'm going to do a, a, a Google real quick while I'm sitting here. Dominion Renewal... To see if I've missed some news in the last 20 minutes. Um, but, uh, no. no. Nothing yet. No. Keep tweeting Renew Dominion. Yes. Because I need to yes, know. Yes, we have to I figure out these stories. We have to figure it out. Because, like, uh, I think that... Plus, we the, haven't met Raphael either. We haven't met Raphael. A couple people in the chat roll are it's like, Ghost8386 is like, where's Raphael, man? Yeah. He's in the sewers. Uh, hanging. She's in the sewers, hanging out with uh, brothers and uh, a rat. Uh, <clears throat> I'm verklempt over this episode. It was oh. so good. It was so good. Um, 
but I think we're so I think we're gonna sort of wrap down this this battle as they get out and get to Helena. It'll be interesting to see what that city looks like. Yes, I in my in my dreamy dreams. It's supposed of hope. to be in La Jolla, which on the map when they showed it, it was not in the right place. Are we getting That's played right. off? <laughs> Is this our out music this week? Um, okay, bye now. Next week to Helena. <laughs> To Lucifer and Mallory. To the end. But not the very, very end. Not the very end, hopefully. Hashtag Renew Dominion. Um, Jackie, any final predictions? No, nope, that's go out? I got. Guys, that's going to do it for Dominion here at AfterBuzz TV. Oh, one more episode, you guys. One more episode of season two. And then... Hopefully more. Hopefully more. We'll find. I think next week we'll find out loop out more about Lucifer. We'll find out what is going to happen to Vega. Is it dead, or will they succeed? And until then, Jackie Borowski, where can the people keep up with you? Uh, my website one two three jackieb.com has everything: Twitter, Instagram, etc. Guys. I'm Zach Wilson. This music feels so epic. I know. We, you can follow me on Twitter at that Zach Wilson. Also here at AfterBuzz on a whole bunch of shows. Doctor Who, The Strain is next with me and Jackie. And so many more. Find me and find it on Twitter. Guys, until then, I'm Zach Wilson. And thanks for geeking out with us. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 